Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Right? This is a classic old school Sunday school children's song. And it speaks to really, really profoundly important passage because it's one of just a handful of instances in Scripture whereupon we could say with absolute authority, that person is saved. We can say that because Jesus said it. Another example is the man on the cross next to Jesus. Today you will be with me in paradise. Because of the children's song, we can sometimes maybe diminish the importance of this passage, but Luke chapter 19 is one of those examples where we see a sacred conversation take place, this time, in, in this case between a guy who is despised, hated by his community, and the Savior of the world. And we see the proclamation that salvation had come to this house this day. So Zacchaeus was small, but his role in Scripture is huge because he's one of a few people that we can say absolutely with certainty, that man is saved. Here's Luke 19, verse 1. He entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So he is skimming off the top of people's taxes for himself, and in fact, he's over other tax collectors, and he's rich. So he has, he has become very rich by overcharging people, and he's in charge of the people who overcharge people. So he has glutted himself on thievery by coercion under threat of reprisal from what was then the most powerful empire in the world, Rome. Everybody hated this guy. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd since he was a short man. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we know that Zacchaeus was short, but not a lot of people know this about him. He was a chief tax collector, and he's one of the few people we can say is in heaven. <laughs> like, don't, don't let your only takeaway from the story of Zacchaeus be, he was short, because <laughs> there's more to the story than that. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, since he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house. Everybody's mad. Like, of all the people's houses you want to stay at, is that guy's? I mean, I'm sure he had the nicest house in town, but like, do you know why? So he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain. He's gone to stay with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor, Lord. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. It was an expensive day for Zacchaeus, but he walked away richer than ever. Today, salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him. It's written in red in my acoustic Bible. Because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Way more to it than the little nursery rhyme, isn't there? So we see repentance and we see a proclamation of salvation. Repentance accompanies true salvation. And if there's no repentance, there's no salvation. But be careful here because you don't know what repentance always looks like for everybody. All right, we don't try to separate the wheat from the weeds. I'll bet the whole crowd would have looked at Zacchaeus like he were a short little weed, but we know that he's saved because Jesus said so. So you don't know what's going on, but what we do see is repentance. In fact, he kind of goes above and beyond in his repentance. I mean, he's probably broke after this. To have extorted people and then to pay them back quadruple 
Wow. I mean, that's going to eat into his savings, which have already been cut in half because he's just committed to give half of all of his possessions to the poor anyway. So take his net worth and cut it in half and then take a potentially massive chunk out of that. But Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house. Jesus told him because he too is a son of Abraham. He's descended from the covenant that God made with Abraham. Jesus foreknew this before the foundations of the earth and those he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of the Son of God. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Zacchaeus is glorified in heaven. We can see the story of his calling, and evidently he was predestined and foreknown by God. Verse 10 gives us a reason for this little anecdote. The Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. We saw this in John chapter 3 in last week's devotions. What Jesus said to Nicodemus is true. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus echoes this. The Son of Man has come to seek to save the lost. When you have the sacred conversations, you are doing what Jesus did. You are inheriting the Great Commission mantle and bringing it forward. He came to seek and to save the lost.